Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Spence Business Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, but before I actually jump into this, um, you know, if you guys like the content that I'm putting out, the podcasting, you know, all the episodes that I have, please, please, please subscribe. It helps a lot with, a lot with the channel and also with the people that I'm bringing on with, you know, exposing their brand more. So yeah, so when you know, like, live, uh, like, leave a comment. Um, but yeah, so today's guest is uh, Josh Clementi. Um, and he's actually the, he's a co-founder and president of Levels. So it's great having you on the show, Josh. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to, to dive into some of these topics. Awesome. So why don't we jump right into this? Um, why don't we do a brief little rundown about what Levels is? Yeah, Levels is the answer to the question, what should I eat and why? Um, historically, people have used internet advice. They've used the bathroom scale. They've used friends advice, uh, what worked for someone else. They've never used their own health information in real time to make daily choices. And so Levels connects people with uh, health information from a series of, of sensors that measure molecules like glucose. And then we surface insights to help people make better decisions in the moment about diet, exercise, sleep, and stress. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, that, that, yeah that, that, that's incredible. Yeah, because I, I actually first came across your company on LinkedIn um, and I thought it was really interesting what you guys were doing. So before we actually jump into a little bit more about Levels and what you guys are actually doing at that company, I want to sort of go back into your sort of background a bit. Um, you know, where where did you grow up? Uh, where did you go to school? And sort of how, what was your sort of journey like getting into uh, this sort of industry? Yeah, um, so I have a, <laughs> a non-standard background. I grew up in uh, rural Virginia, about an hour south of Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm from a very large family. I have eight siblings. And my, my mom, is a, she was a high school teacher before my parents got married. And, and so she actually taught uh, all of us in the family all the way through K through 12. So I was homeschooled until college. Um, for, for college, I went to the Catholic University of America, which is a small school in D.C. And I studied mechanical engineering. And obviously that is not related to physiology or metabolism or, or healthcare. But uh, what I did with that degree is I, I went and um, worked at SpaceX for about six years. That was my first job out of school. And I started off working on spacecraft systems, structures, composite products. And then I was one of the first employees to move into the life support program at SpaceX. So when they went from basically launching cargo and satellites to launching human beings, that requires a very different approach to uh, design requirements, and of course, uh, safety. And so I, uh, I led a team in the life support program that uh, developed pressurized life support systems. So these are things that deliver breathing gas. They maintain cabin pressure inside the spacecraft when it's in, in the vacuum of, of space. And uh, that exposed me to a lot of really interesting new research from NASA and their research partners about how to keep people healthy when you don't have medical care available. And so that exposure to the holistic um, approach to, to recovery, sleep, and diet control that is necessary to avoid chronic illness. And then the data that, that NASA collects for their, their crew members, which goes well beyond anything that we collect in our, in our modern lives, really got the wheels turning for me and, and started to get me interested in measuring these things in real time and, and making a program which ultimately uh, became Levels. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. That, that, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. That, that, you, you know, right out of university went to SpaceX. Uh, so what, what made you want to go down the engineering route? Um, have you always been sort of like somebody who's really interested in like tinkering with things and creating stuff and sort of like, 
you know, like that, that sort of side? Um, or was it sorted by fluky chance that you sort of just went into this? Uh, very much the former. So my father is, he, he's a tinkerer himself. He's, he's actually, uh, he was a master uh, home builder and, and led a construction team building, building houses early in his career. And then he transitioned into law enforcement. But throughout my entire life, he's been building interesting things. Um, and from a very early age, I was kind of his sidekick, you know, learning specifically how to build stuff. And I just became kind of obsessed with machinery and tools. And uh, I, I, I think specifically elegant solutions to, to hard problems. Tools are a way of doing things um, with less effort, right? And so it was never really a, a real big decision for me uh, when it came down time to, to select a career path, it was just, it was always mechanical engineering. There was just never, I, I don't even remember making the choice. It was like, yeah, I'm going to be an engineer. Um, and, and it ended up being, I think the best choice I've made, uh, in, in my life because it's led to a, a huge variety of opportunity. And because it's a, it's a problem solving space and it, you know, you get a lot of exposure to scientific concepts you get a very nice first principles grounding for how to attack problems. And um, yeah, so it's, it's been a, I think a, a really wonderful way to, to launch my career. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. That, 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 that sounds really interesting. Uh, so I, I, I want to sort of ask you now is like, cause you, okay. So you get into engineering, then you go into SpaceX and then you get inside SpaceX, you get transferred to pretty much the, uh, life support sort of area of SpaceX. And then you sort of had, came across all this sort you're working with all this data with humans and stuff and how they sort of tracked it all. Uh, what, what was the sort of pinnacle point of like, Hey, I'm going to jump off, uh, you know, working at a company and start my own thing, start my own company in sort of, you know, the health and fitness industry. Um, uh, and I also saw with levels as well is that there's, 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 there's a, there's a few of you that are the founders. It's not just you. It's, it looks like it's a pretty good built out team that you guys sort of all jumped in and started creating this. Yeah. So the, the path from SpaceX to levels was, um, not direct. So I, I left SpaceX and I worked for a while on the Hyperloop program. So you may have heard of that. It's another Elon Musk concept. Uh, he's not actually the one building the company, but Hyperloop is, basically a train, a high speed magnetic levitation train in a tube and you pull all the air out of the tube. And so it's kind of like taking a train and turning it into a spacecraft and it's very energy efficient, very fast, but because it is essentially a spacecraft running in a vacuum, uh, a lot of it is very similar in development work to what I was doing at SpaceX. So I went there for a year and while I was there, you know, my interest in uh, health and wellness goes way back. So I'm a, I'm a CrossFit level two trainer as well. And so I've always cared a lot about physical fitness and performance, but during my time at SpaceX uh, and all the research exposure I had there to, um, you know, the longevity concepts, it got the wheels turning. And so while I was at Hyperloop, I started to, on the side, think about, okay, how can I make quantitative decisions about my own health? How can I be sure that the things I'm doing every day are pushing me in the direction of better, not in the direction of worse. Like I, I genuinely don't know if my diet choices and my, my exercise choices are actually improving anything about me other than, you know, looking for physical adjustments, right? So musculature and body fat and things like that. So <clears throat> while I was at Hyperloop, I started to experiment. Uh, I, I started testing my blood sugar because it's one of the first, uh, it, it's a molecule in the body that most of our energy is produced from in, in the modern world. And when glucose control, blood sugar control is lost, it's one of the first signs of 
early onset chronic illness. And so I started measuring this myself and couldn't make much of it. Eventually, um, after a long and arduous <laughs> sort of campaign to get my hands on a continuous glucose monitor, which is a, a small sensor that was developed for diabetes to allow real-time measurement without pricking your finger, um, I, I eventually got one of these after uh, kind of having to convince uh, my, my physician that it was <laughs> worth doing. And I discovered that I was pre-diabetic and that was entirely unexpected for me. Uh, you know, I've never had uh, weight gain issues. I've, I've always been physically fit. And so the realization that metabolic dysfunction, glucose dysfunction can happen to even someone who I, like myself, who I thought was, I thought I was doing all the right things. I thought I was going to be quite healthy. Um, oh, and, hold, hold and this on. realization. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Um, I, 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 so when, when you say pre-diabetic, well, what do you mean by that? Because like by, by the look of you, you don't look like somebody who's very, you know, overweight or something. You, you look in pretty good shape. Um, so what, what, yeah. what is that sort of... It's a great how, question. How, how, how did that sort of happen? Or what, 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 what are sort of like... That, that, yeah, like anyway. But yeah. yeah. So uh, the way we um, in society think about diabetes and chronic illnesses is we expect that they only happen to people who look unhealthy. And the real reality is that metabolic dysfunction, which um, by the way, I'm, I'm going to just zoom, zoom out real quick and describe what metabolism is. I keep using this word. Metabolism is the, the set of mechanisms in our cells that produces energy from our food and environment. So like sunlight, food, the molecules we consume, turning that into energy in our cells and, and our, obviously our, everything from our brain to our muscles, to our body fat needs energy, each of those cells in order to function. So when, when that energy production process fails, that's called metabolic dysfunction. And the way it manifests is very different depending on who you are. For some people, um, when those systems break down, you get trapped in the cycle of weight gain and inflammation. For other people, you get the same inflammation, but you don't have the expression of that as weight gain. Instead, you have things like cognitive dysfunction. Um, type three diabetes is a new term that is being used in the medical community to describe Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, there are other you know, dysfunctions like PCOS, which is a leading cause of infertility, all the way down to acne, skin wrinkling, um, these, these sort of much more minor, but daily experiences that people have. And so, you know, really we're on a spectrum and depending on how well your metabolism is functioning, you'll express different um, sort of symptoms. And so I'm a person who does not gain weight. I don't look like someone who, who you'd think was, would be at risk for diabetes, but because my blood sugar was very ill-controlled, it was just very erratic. I was in a very high risk pre-diabetic state. And because I don't look like that person, I wouldn't have anticipated that or looked to, to change anything without this data. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That, 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 that does shed quite a bit more light onto the, so, what, so that that's amazing then. Cause then the device that you guys created will help with that a lot. Um, so what, so like, what, what is it sort of cut? I, I, I don't know if this is like in your range of knowledge, cause it sounds more of like a, like a doctor sort of area or maybe like a high, you know, per, well, you did say you're a CrossFit trainer. So, um, what, what does it sort of come down to with the, you know, like making sure you're that your metabol like your metabolism is sort of even keel and sort of like, what, what are the sort of indicators that cause you to go like this up and down, up and down, up and down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so we, uh, to go back to my story real quick, you know, I, 
I used a device that was already available for people who have diabetes. It was developed so that they can keep tabs on their blood sugar control. Diabetes is a condition where uh, your body can no longer maintain glucose control. So your blood sugar becomes erratic. And, um, and so I was in a pre-diabetic state, which means that my blood sugar was beginning to approach those very erratic uh, ranges. So things where it, it was not well controlled, um, my blood sugar was spiking sky high after meals I was eating, crashing back down several hours later, putting me into a, what's called a, a reactive hypoglycemic state where I felt extremely sluggish, fatigued, cloudy, minded, uh, hungry, irritable, all of those like hanker symptoms that we talk about. Um, and this was happening day over day, week over week. And I was unaware because I was just experiencing the effects. I wasn't aware of the cause. And so in order to maintain, like basically our body is a very complicated chemistry set. Uh, it's not like this clean machine where you add fuel and you get a certain amount of energy out. It's more so, you know, chemicals go in, other chemicals are released to respond to those chemicals. And the way that you're, um, you know, essentially the, the, what we call metabolic fitness of the individual determines whether or not those chemicals will be responding in the appropriate proportions. And if one gets way out of whack, uh, for example, insulin, which is a chemical that responds to glucose to get blood sugar out of the blood and into the cells, uh, when insulin levels become too high for too long, the individual gets stuck in that state of weight gain. Um, and they can develop what's called insulin resistance throughout their tissues. And this is a very bad condition to be in. And essentially, by choosing daily lifestyle uh, habits and, and selections that create this instability, so large blood sugar elevations from meals that you're sensitive to, um, incorrect selection of uh, sort of stress and sleep hygiene, you know, for example, uh, sleeping for short nights day after day for multiple weeks, this can develop acute stress in the body, which causes insulin resistance and can lead to even worse reactions to poor, uh, to poor dietary choices. And so uh, basically what, what we're doing is using that data to show you in real time how those choices are affecting you so that you can select for whether it's removing diet, dietary factors, changing portion control, sleeping better, uh, exercising at different times of day. You can shoot for a, a glucose sort of control that is much um, smoother, flatter, and, and more aligned with what, what, what allows the body to be metabolically flexible, meaning it's able to tap into different sources of energy, food, body fat, et cetera, rather than being constantly spiking and crashing in this dysfunctional roller coaster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 that sounds really interesting. So, I'll, I'll, so with levels in the creation that you guys made, of being able to track that and sort of, you know, making that available to the masses. Um, like I, I'm really interested in that because like, you know, I, I train at the gym and stuff like that and I'll, I'll train, but it's like, um, you know, it's like you said, it's like you can be training, but also you need to be eating right too. Um, so having something that can track that and like, to, mm -hmm. to be honest, like my sort of knowledge is like, I, I didn't really think like, you don't really think about it. It's like, Oh, I have to go for, you know, got to go for a run, go to the gym, do that sort of stuff. And then you sort of eat sort of clean. Um, right. but there's probably a little bit more like, cause I was looking at your website and it seems like really depending on when you're eating, how much you're eating and what you're eating can really affect how your body reacts to that. That's um, right. so, so with the device, what is it like, uh, I want to sort of go more into that. So it like, it tracks you and it gives you all this information and you guys do, you guys have an app with this as well, right? So what we're doing is we're actually using devices that 
have already been developed. They've been developed for their, their technically medical devices that were developed for the management of diabetes. We're providing access to those devices for a broader audience, for people in the wellness, those who are seeking, uh, they're just seeking better health in general um, and, and not necessarily to manage a condition. What, what our core competency at Levels is, is the layer of insights between the raw data, so just the blood sugar information and better choices, right? So that's, a, that's a, actually quite a big gap. Giving someone uh, information that just says, you're at 96 milligrams per deciliter. That doesn't make much sense to most people. Without a physiology or metabolism degree, how do you know what to do with that information? Um, and so Levels is focusing on the data science and the insights framework that takes that raw data and gives you scores for the choices you're making. So you log your meals, you log your exercise, your sleep and your stress habits, and then the, the system pulls in a whole host of variables related to your blood sugar response to those choices and shows you how, for example, simple movement, like a little bit of, of a walk after a very indulgent meal or five hours of sleep versus nine hours of sleep or the timing of your breakfast, uh, the composition of your meal, whether you have uh, fat, carbohydrates and protein in equal proportion versus just carbohydrates alone, how all of these things affect your metabolic control. And so we're building the layer that, again, takes devices that already exist and makes them more of a bio wearable that's available to, to anyone who wants to make more optimal choices. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So the, the, you guys are sort of doing sort of the same thing that like Shopify does with like websites and stuff. They just streamline the process a lot easier. So now you're able to go on there, hop on there and make a website really easily. Uh, and now what you guys are doing is like, you're taking things that already existed, like the, uh, the glucose monitors, uh, and then pretty much being, having that streamlining it. So everybody can sort of understand it. Cause like you were saying, like, I don't know what 93 point <laughs> whoa, <Right. like> glucose <laughs> or something is like, and I think the majority of people don't know what that means either mm-hmm. and how to react to that is like, you know, is, and like you were saying with the different proportions. So yeah, that, that's what I really wanted to talk about, um, was so like it's, it's going to sort of with the app, um, that's going to sort of tell you what's happening with like the food you're eating and sort of being like, Oh, okay. So I had, you know, let's say I had a banana and a protein shake. And then, you know, a couple hours later I had a packet of Skittles and then that's going to be like, it's going to show you the difference and being like, okay, well, if you're eating snacking throughout the day a lot, how does that affect you between having Mm -hmm. three or four meals? Right. Exactly. So, um, I think a, a way to think about the company is, um, for example, the optical heart rate sensor. So this is a, a little sensor that has been available for decades, but now we have these devices like Whoop and Aura uh, that take, and you know, an Apple Watch and Fitbit, they take that optical heart rate sensor and they turn it into a product for better health, right? So it's it's not just your heart rate, it's how you are optimizing for fitness and how your heart rate variability is responding and how you, how recovered you are as a function of your heart rate. So that user experience, that journey of uh, going from a raw data stream to better behavior is quite complex. And it's what defines a category changing product. And, and so that's what, what levels is, is, you know, taking a sensor system and turning it into a behavior change system. Um, you know, there are, really amazing uh, studies that have, have come out over the past few years since this technology has become more available. One would be, uh, it was a trial that was done in 2015 at the Weizmann Institute, and they took 800 people that did not have diabetes, and they put these continuous glucose monitors on them and had them basically live their lives for about seven days. And at the end of that, they showed that two people 
can eat the exact same two foods. In this case, it was a banana and a cookie made with wheat flour, and they can have equal and opposite blood sugar responses to those two foods. So what this means is, depending on who you are and probably your genetics, your microbiome, uh, your stress environment, your body composition, all of these different factors, you can either be more sensitive to fruit sugars or grain sugars or something along those lines. And without knowing, you may be doing something daily, for example, eating oatmeal, and that is potentially working directly against your goals. You expect that it's making you healthier. It could be doing the exact opposite. And so it's important to know in real time with real data who you are and how you respond to the choices you're making. You know, we need to, to stop navigating based on emotion and on something that worked for somebody else and averages from the population. We need to start making choices based on data from our own bodies. And that's what this is allowing. Yeah, the, that is absolutely insane. And that sounds amazing. That, that sounds incredible. So what, 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 where are, are you guys like uh, already like, cause I, I, this is sort of still in the, like you guys raise capital and all that sort of stuff. So what, what sort of stage are you guys at right now? So we started the company a little over a year ago and we spent about the first six months in, in sort of a stealth mode, building out the framework. So the, the regulatory uh, compatibility and compliance, um, establishing a partnership with an independent telehealth physician network so that we could, we could get access to the devices for, for the people who are looking to get them. And then we, we launched our first version of the app. And that happened in, I think, January of this year is when the first app release was. And since then, we've, we've been doing an invitation-only early access program. And so for people who are willing to be early adopters and work with us and provide a lot of feedback, uh, they get access to the program. And we then just like do an intensive process of, uh, of learning from them and developing additional product features as a result of what we're hearing. And so that process has been really amazing. We've, we've put about 2,000 people through the program over the past 10 months now. And uh, we're at the point where we're really achieving, uh, I think, a point with the product and with the reception with our audience where we're ready to, to start uh, our launch plans. And, you know, our launch is going to be, it's going to be a phased launch over several months. We're not going to just kind of open the floodgates, so to speak, because we want to be very specific about the effect of what we're building. We don't just want to build and sell something for novelty sake. We want to be sure that when people use this program, they're learning and making better choices as a result, that they are going forward healthier than they were before and understanding with confidence how to be optimal. So we'll be making sure that as we sort of move outward into these new audiences, the product is still resonating and producing the concrete habit change we want. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That, 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 that sounds absolutely incredible and it sounds really exciting. Um, yeah. So I, I, I've actually got a lot, a lot more questions about that. So uh, how, how did you, so like taking it back to the beginning, how, how did you actually put the team together? Was this like, what, like who, who's like, was it somebody's idea? And then they sort of, you sort of met them and then you guys sort of grab, like how, how did that sort of team become to, you know, like how, how did it sort of start? Yeah. Um, so I, after my experience discovering that I, that I had this like underlying metabolic dysfunction by using a continuous glucose monitor, I basically decided at that moment that I was going to start the company that is, um, that is going to bring this technology to, to the mainstream. And uh, I spent about a year in research mode, just learning more about metabolism, trying to understand the underpinnings of um, nutrition and uh, all of the factors that go into metabolic health. And I, uh, from there, once I had a pretty good grasp on it and a decent business plan, I approached uh, one of the people in my network who I admire most in terms of their ability to 
build and execute very strongly uh, on a you know on a project. And that person is Sam Corcos, and he's my co-founder. I, I pitched him on it. He quickly saw because of my personal experience and because I had the technology with me at the time, I was able to demonstrate what the concept was, which is a really profound benefit. Like there wasn't really we did not have to develop the sensor, but by showing the existing sensors and the promise in this space, uh, Sam was able to immediately grasp the potential here. And so um, he was, he, he basically decided to join forces with me right away, which I was very, very excited to have uh, that development. And we were then able to, to really just multiply efforts and uh, we wanted to bring on a large and strong co-founding team. So it was important to us that we had expertise across all of the, the technical challenges that we would be facing. So we brought on uh, three additional co-founders, David Flinner, who's our head of product, Andrew Connor, who runs engineering, and Dr. Casey Means, who is a Stanford-trained surgeon turned functional medicine doctor from Stanford. And between all of us, we now, you know, we felt very strongly that we could take on this challenge of bringing in not only a new product, but a new market concept altogether to light. And uh, over the, the, the following year, we've, we've gone from that initial co-founding team of five to uh, we're now at a full-time capacity of 14 people. And um, we've, we've really, I think, developed a product that is resonating in, in a very big way. And I think it's a, a, it's a function of each of us have a personal interest in the space in health and optimization, but we also see the potential to, to really make a meaningful impact on metabolic health outcomes here in the U.S. and globally. Okay, okay, awesome. Yeah, that's... That... Man, this is, this is actually so cool. It's uh, to, to hear this, and, and I, I absolutely love this. Like, cause like like I was saying before, you, you don't really like the like. Um, I I didn't really know this stuff existed or was important, and it was just like, oh, if you just you know you eat sort of healthy, but like you were saying, with like it really depends on um, your sort of body and how it reacts to different foods. And, and and I and I heard and I was hearing that more from like you know with different diets and different diets affect everybody sort of differently, like you were saying. Um, but that, I, I think this is sort of like what you guys are doing is going to be incredible. Um, I, I, I want to now transfer it to a little bit more of the business side of it. So, okay. So you, you pretty much pitch your friend and then you bring him, bring him on to the, pretty much the team. And then you guys grew out. Um, so what, what was the time frame? So what has it been like a year or two years or three years from start to this point now? So we founded the company in June of 2019. So it's been a coming up on a year and a half. Uh, I had spent about a year prior to that in research. So let's say that the, you know, I was, <laughs> I was quite slow moving initially because I, I just really wanted to have a good grasp on the, the problem space and, un, and just understand it at a personal level because that was most important um, to be able to build something. So I would say, you know, the, the concept has been in incubation since um, 2017 effectively. And, uh, you know, since I first took an interest in it and then very meaningfully from about 2018 until now and the process of, you know, Sam joined quite quickly because he was, you know, he had just exited his prior startup where he had run engineering. Uh, he's an extremely execution oriented individual. And so he sees a, a problem that he wants to work on and it's, uh, you know, he doesn't waste any time in analysis paralysis. It was very quick for him to join. And then from there, that, uh, that signal of having two people with opportunity cost leaving to, to work on something together, uh, it's very different from a single person, right? So it's, it's a kind of a zero to one moment when that co-founder comes on. And from there, you know, we, we were able to really focus and, and we were both in, in full agreement that the world-class team 
is what makes a world-class problem solvable. So it, it, it really does not matter what the concept is. The execution is everything and the execution doesn't happen without the executors. Um, and so we focused all our attention on, on building the, the, the remainder of the co-founding team out. And, uh, and once we had that, that strong team, that's an even stronger signal to, a, to other people who want to join as early members and, and to investors and to the market at large, you know, the potential customer base. So we were very focused on the, on the people. We remain very focused on the people. It will always be a primary focus of the company is to, to continue to double down on people and talent and, um, and talent density specifically. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That, 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 that's very interesting that like, yeah, cause you, you guys have actually gone for like, let's say in that year when you guys brought the team together, you guys have gone pretty fast and you raised capital. Uh, so how, how did you like, when did you sort of know you guys were at the stage of like, Hey, uh, let's, we're, we're now going to have something you, 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 like, did you guys already have like a physical, like, um, uh, product, like prototype of it that you guys created, or did you sort of have this idea mapped out and then you pitched investors, got raised capital and then had the prototype built? So because the, the devices themselves are already in existence, they were, they were developed for, for diabetes management, that was a really huge benefit to us because, of course, we're trying to take the raw data from those sensors and turn it into behavior change. But the beauty of it is that you can describe a concept and demonstrate the very, very early vision for it with the device that already exists. So we were able to, to show people um, pretty meaningfully what this could do eventually, you know, show them the, the existing device and that this was developed under very rigorous standards. It's been approved for use in, in clinical trials. It's been approved for safety in people with an existing metabolic dysfunction. So it, it's all the mechanical miracle, so to speak, of the hardware has already been solved. And now it's about taking that and, aver- and adding on the, the behavior change, um, you know, da- data science aspect and the psychological aspect and the brand growth and consumerization of the product. And so um, that ability to demonstrate a very early prototype was critical to us. Um, and so we were able to, to actually raise capital from strong strategic angel investors who have been absolutely amazing in terms of the, um, just the acceleration of the concept for us. You know, they've been just a huge asset. Uh, so we were able to raise that, that fairly quickly by, by just you know, using the existing devices and, and discussing what the concept for what we were building was. Um, we were also able to, to bring on early customers at the same time. So we, were, we actually had revenue within, I think, 60 days of forming the company. And we were able to do that because we sold essentially a prototype concept to the very earliest adopters in our network, people who were willing to, to kind of take a, take a risk. They, they trusted us. They felt, all right, if we're you know, they knew us and, and if we're working on something and we believe in it, they'd be willing to be an early adopter. And so we, we, were, we were able to bring in revenue early. And then of course, uh, with the investment, we were able to double down and, and really grow our, uh, our uh, rate of, of progress. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that, 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 that's absolutely incredible. So, so what, what, what would you say was the hardest bit of that? Like up until this point, like, what, what, what did you find the most difficult? Hmm, that's a that's a good question. I think personally, the the biggest challenge was um, you know the, the biggest challenge for me I think was the process, which I think I was very slow at, but the process of realization that this is something that I couldn't tackle alone. I, I was for for about a year I was in that kind of concept development phase and, and very very slow 
uh, rate of progress. A lot of research which was very important, but it took me a little while to realize, okay, this, the potential here is so, is so large uh, that I'm not doing it justice with the rate of, of, you know, my own progress. And not only that, but I'm just incapable as an individual of taking on this, this massive project space by myself. And I need, I need to multiply my own efforts with, with co-founders and, and with a team. So I think if I were to, to do things over, I would, I would move more quickly on that, you know, approaching Sam and bringing on a team to, to form this around. Um, it's not a regret. It's just something that I think would have accelerated things. And then as a team, you know, the, the biggest challenge thus far has been, uh, I think pushing the boundaries of what's been done before we're, we're in a space that, you know, it kind of challenges existing assumptions across a lot of, of industries. So everything from, um, nutrition and food and food marketing, all the way through to the, uh, you know, our general approach to accessing our own body's information, um, standard medical care, which kind of orients itself around checking blood sugars once a year, for example, um, and, and, and that, you know, you don't need to worry about blood markers until you are diagnosed with a condition. So we're kind of challenging these preconceived notions about what, you know, people should be doing in their daily lives to be healthier. And so that's been a, you know, it's, I think we're making very good progress, but I, I also think that we could be making much better progress if, um, you know, if, if things were a little bit different. And I'm looking forward to us being instrumental in changing perceptions in this space and bringing this new market to life. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just been one of the struggles that we've been facing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that does make a lot of sense with, um, yeah, you, you guys aren't just tackling sort of one problem here. You're going into a lot of different markets uh, here with inside the, you know, health, health industry, which is actually humongous and huge. So yeah, that, 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 that does sound like a, a pretty big problem is trying to change, uh, when you're remarketing stuff. Cause like, like, like you were saying, it's like, nobody really knows about this stuff. Nobody really knows that it's, that it's actually important to do. Um, you know, right. all previously was just, you know, going to, you know, going to workouts, and you know eating and then that that just recent like eating healthy and that just got recently popular right like if you look back 20 30 years ago nobody was really going to the gym now right. today it's a lot more people are going to the gym and that actually even depends on which country you're in and stuff depending on how much you go to the gym so what yeah. what area uh so are, are you guys rolling this out across the u.s or certain states or you know are you trying to go like north america or europe or what, what, what sort of your yeah. idea right now so right now, because the devices themselves are uh, regulated medical devices, there are specific regulations that we have to be careful about. And, and one of those is we can't ship across borders. And, uh, you know, there are specific, um, you know, country by country standards. So right now we're, we're focused exclusively on the United States. Uh, we're, we're currently live in about 40 states in the United States. And uh, we've been growing that, that um, availability. This year, you know, in quarter four, we want to be available in all 50 states. And then early 2021, I expect, is when we'll, we'll start taking a look at international expansion and um, most likely expanding into uh, Canada, uh, probably the UK. And, and then there are some very large markets that you know, we, we really want to get our attention to. And uh, places like India, China, Europe you know, will be coming thereafter. So it's kind of like each market is going to be different. Like you said, you know, even the fitness approach, it, it varies by 
by country and by region. Uh, people have different concepts about what it means to be healthy and what it means to live a good life. And so we have to be just, we have to understand our, our audience and we have to be intentional about our growth strategy. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So I, I, I want to now touch on, so marketing for the company, how, how are you guys approaching that? Is it, is it more of like a direct to consumer that, you know, you're going to be able to go on your website and purchase it and it's going to get shipped to you? Or are you guys going to be in like health and food store, like stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Or how, how are you guys are sort of approaching that right now? Yeah. So we're a direct to consumer play. And, um, as of right now, we're still in the invitation only beta phase, but when we, when we do go live, you'll, you'll go on the website and you'll be able to sign up. You'll have a prescription consultation with a physician in your state. And, uh, and then after that consultation, the product will be available uh, direct to your doorstep fulfilled through our pharmacy partner. And so, um, you know, we have a very, I think a very streamlined, elegant, convenient process built out. And that continues to improve as we, you know, improve our onboarding and improve our, our throughput operationally. So uh, eventually, you know, we, we will likely have some B2B options as well. So working with uh, practitioners across multiple areas of expertise, uh, whether in performance and athletics or uh, more on the, on the medical side, but, but, you know, practitioners who have clients who'd like to take advantage of this real-time data and then leverage it with the expertise of, of, uh, of the trainer. And so, that's something that, you know, we haven't yet launched, but that'll be down the line sometime. Yeah, that, that, that sounds actually really interesting as well as with, uh, you know, like with personal trainers being able to, uh, you know, partner with, the, with doctors, and which a lot of personal trainers do is they sort of have their, you know, their little network of, you know, doctors and chiropractors and all that sort of stuff. So being able to sort of work that all around with somebody, I, I think is going to be great. So uh, what, what, what is sort of like is, so like, let's say if somebody wants to get this, is it, they have to, are you paying for like the individual product? Is it like a subscription with it? Uh, because I, I know that you guys have an app with it, with uh, an app with it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, how, what sort of the pay structure for this? So right now um, the, the product is structured as a one month program and it's a, it's actually 28 days long. And so you sign up, you, you get the kit in the mail, and then you proceed through about a four week experience. The first week uh, we recommend people just kind of learn about how they're, don't, don't make any changes, just learn about how your existing habits are affecting you. Uh, once you have that sort of week of baseline, you can spend about two weeks in exploration. So trying different habits, trying different sleep, different meals, different exercise techniques, understanding the, the boundary cases, so to speak. And then in the final week, we recommend people do this uh, optimization where they take all the lessons they've learned and shoot for maximal metabolic control and uh, try to nail all of the scores in the system. That 28-day program is something that people really, um, they learn a tremendous amount and that, that knowledge is useful going forward. And we recommend because everything is dynamic, you know, the, the human body changes all the time, stress, age, body composition, all of this affects your metabolic control. So it's important that this is not just a one-time thing. It's something that people can check in as often as they'd like and depending on their goals. Uh, we don't require that people subscribe in an ongoing fashion in order to use the product. Uh, some people like to use it uh, yearly. Some people will like to use it quarterly, biannually. Other people do want to subscribe full-time and wear this, you know, once they put the device on, the data is so compelling and the accountability is so strong that they just don't ever want to take it off. I'm one of those people I'm going on three years now of continuous use with, with these sensors. And I learned something new literally every week. Um, so, you know, eventually as the, as the costs of the, the product improves as supply, you know, gets, gets larger and the, you know, the market economics can do their thing. We will be pushing to a more subscription based model so that people can have, uh, you know, likely at a lower cost, but continual access 
and um, you know we have a longitudinal data set. Oh, okay, okay, awesome. And then, so sort of like your your guys' like goal idea would be to like everybody can sort of have this at their fingertips, and they like they, everybody can sort of check what's going on with their glucose and what's eat and how you know eating that banana or you know having the oatmeal is actually affecting their body. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there are a ton of really, really, really interesting and counterintuitive examples that people are learning all the time. Oatmeal is a great example. You know, if you Google what's the healthiest breakfast, you know, top five results every time are going to include oatmeal. And the reason for that is we just have this historical assumption because it's a, it's a whole grain, so to speak, that it's a really good meal by itself. Um, about 70 plus percent of our users find that when they have oatmeal on its own, they have a pre-diabetic or sometimes a diabetic range blood sugar response to this. And what that means is like, you, you know, your glucose is skyrocketing. That's an inflammatory situation. Your body wants to very quickly correct that and bring glucose levels back down into the normal range. Mm -hmm. And so they, your body will overcompensate for the most part and your blood sugar will then crash back down as insulin floods your system. And during that crash, people tend to feel fatigued, irritable, hungry, and they go and they, you know, grab another meal of some kind and start the process all over again. And so once you see that and you realize, oh, so this thing that I've been doing that I actually don't even really enjoy all that much eating oatmeal every morning uh, is not actually great for me. And if I just have this other thing like avocado toast or, um, you know, a couple eggs, that response and the, the qualitative experience I have afterwards and also the quantitative risk associated with having these inflammatory blood sugar spikes completely changes. Um, and so that's the type of realization. You know, another one is just seeing the difference between like a pressed juice where all the fiber is stripped out of fruits and vegetables versus eating the whole fruits and vegetables on their own. The difference is staggering. And so people are oftentimes thinking if fruits and vegetables are good for me in small quantities, they must be really good for me in large quantities. So, you know, you grab this large juice as an alternative to something sugary and, and quote unquote unhealthy. And oftentimes people have the exact same blood sugar response to this pressed juice as they would to, for example, a milkshake or a soda. And so it's important for people to realize that like everything is, is nuanced, balance is important. And with the data, you can start to navigate these decisions with, with real concrete confidence. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That, that I, I'm still blown away with this and like just this one podcast, how much more I've just learned from speaking to you about like uh, health in general with like, and what you're eating and making sure to, um, you know, to be eating properly and just like that, like, cause everybody thinks like what you're saying there with oatmeal is like, I, I eat oatmeal in the morning and I'm like, I have no idea how it's actually affecting my body at all. Is it good? Is it bad? Should I be actually eating the eggs and avocado and toast or what, what, what should I be switching that up with how my body reacts to it? Um, yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's something that again, like I'm, I don't want to imply that no one should have pressed juice or no one should have oatmeal. It's, it's more so do you know if you should have pressed juice or if you should have oatmeal? Is it something that is supporting your goals? If that's weight loss or if that's focus or um, if that's just reduction of long-term risk, it's important that no matter what our dietary philosophy, whether we're, we're uh, you know, plant-based, vegan, uh, carnivore, keto, whether or not you, you know, fall on, in some dietary philosophy, it's important that you ground that in data and that data should be yours. It should be your body, not, an assumption based on studies on, on other people. I think the studies are and the academic research are very important, but the concepts have to make it make their way down to the individual and the individual is not the average. And so that's what we're saying is just each person should have some information to guide their choices. 
Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, the, this podcast has actually been incredible speaking with you. Uh, I, I know we're coming to the end here, but what, where can uh, like to be honest, I, I'm a hundred percent interested in this now. Uh, with with what you guys are doing, this sounds amazing. That when, when this gets rolled out to like the full market and comes to Canada, like I'm from Canada, so when it comes to Canada, I'll definitely be looking into this. Um, but wh- where can people actually find out more uh, more about this, and if they want to actually volunteer to you know be uh, be part of the the research group or yeah or something? Um, absolutely. So the website is levelshealth.com. I I highly recommend starting off at the blog, which you'll find on the homepage. It's um. It's a, our way of introducing the concepts of metabolism and, and describing how they affect each of us. You know, it doesn't matter who you are and where you fall in the metabolic health spectrum. You have a metabolism and your metabolism is affected by the choices you make every day. Uh, we are the sum of the choices we make. We get compounding interest on, on those choices, whether positive or negative. And so learning from the blog about how your specific goals may be affected by your, your metabolic fitness is a great place to start. Uh, you can find us on social, on Twitter and Instagram at Levels. And, um, you know, if, if you'd like to get involved now, you can, you can throw your email in on the, on the website. So on the homepage, you'll see a sign up to, to get in the loop and we share updates through our email list there and our newsletter. And of course, we'll be releasing details about our, our big launch as we get closer to it. So, uh, that's the best way to get involved. And of course, reach out to us, ask questions. We're, we're highly motivated to learn from our audience and, uh, find out what we can, you know, what we can provide to better understand metabolism. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that, 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 that's incredible. Uh, where, where can people actually find out, uh, you know, about your personal brand uh, and more about, you know, what, what's going on with you and inside the company and stuff? Yeah. Um, so I, I've loved doing podcasts to kind of describe the, the process here. I, I think it's really important that, um, you know, we, we be very, very transparent about this. You know, we're all at the, at the company very excited to be working on this project and very transparent, I think, as a culture on what's going on and the challenges we're facing and, and just helping other people who are going through similar, uh, similar big problem solving, uh, you know, choices, how, how, helping them as we can to, to do so effectively. So um, you, can, uh, you can reach me. I'm, I'm on Instagram at josh.f.clementi and I'm on Twitter at Joshua's Forest. Uh, reach out, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to, to share info and excited to be in touch with people. And, um, you know, all my co-founders are also on, on Twitter and Instagram and you'll find them linked directly through, through my uh, profiles. So that's probably the best way to get in touch with us. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think personal brand is something I'd never really thought much about, but, um, generally I think the best place to go is just tuning into these podcasts and, and sending feedback on them and letting me know what, what you'd like to hear more of. And of course, repeat appearances would be awesome. I'd love to come back on and, and talk about things as they develop they're, they're changing yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I would love the gam. I'm really interested in your in your guys' company now. That sounds that sounds really cool when that when that gets rolled out to like, and it becomes very simple and sort of like normalized to sort of get this and stuff. And you know, I think it's going to be a huge benefit for people. Uh, and awesome. probably when you get like when you guys like you guys probably have goals in the future to actually advance the technology that was that's within it. Uh, that you can actually probably get it a lot better and stuff, which I, I'm super excited for because I think that's going to pretty much skyrocket people's health and how the how much mm-hmm. they know and how much how much they can actually individualize their plans and their training plans to themselves. Absolutely. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, guys highly recommend that you go check out, uh, levels, the company also go check out Josh on, you know, social media as well. Um, and if you like this podcast, please subscribe, you know, leave a like, leave a comment. Uh, it's been great having you on the show, Josh. Thanks a lot for having me, Max. And, uh, yeah, just really appreciate the opportunity.